Welcome to the Latin Rocks Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything related to ancient Rome. Now get ready for today's topic. Let's talk about the Roman Forum today. The Roman Forum is located at the base of the Palatine Hill in Rome. And if you remember from uh, the previous episode, the Palatine was the hill where Romulus started the whole city of Rome. So this is the very heart of historical Rome, Rome. And in some sense, all of Roman history sprang from this location. Now, uh, Rome is a city built on seven hills, as you, I'm sure, are aware. And one of the other hills that borders the Roman Forum is the Capitoline Hill. So we are talking about the area in between the Palatine and the Capitoline, or at least those are two of the borders. Now, at its origin, the Forum was a swampy, marshy area. It's between two hills, it's near a river, uh, it flooded regularly. Perhaps there are places in your town uh, that regularly flood when it rains, and the Roman Forum was no exception. So early on, there was a cloaca, a drainage ditch that cleaned out the Forum and made it usable. Uh, and so early on, this ability of the Romans, this engineering ability, the prowess in civil engineering was visible. Now you may be aware of the term, the Capitoline Hill. We get the word Capitol from it, meaning the Capitol with an O-L, not A-L, that means the top, but the O-L refers to the building, the Capitoline, the Capitol building. The name comes from the Capitoline Hill in Rome. Uh, there had, they had uh, on the hill, uh, the Temple of Jupiter, greatest and best, uh, was on that hill. And the term palatine, palatial, yes, indeed, we get the word palace from that. And in the Republican period, that is the Beverly Hills of Rome, as it were. Uh, anyone who matters has a home on the Palatine Hill in Rome, and eventually it became the the place where the emperors lived. Uh, but Cicero, Caesar, Olivia, uh, the uh, the mother of Augustus, had a home there. Um, now, on the other side of the Palatine Hill, what was put there was the Circus Maximus. So on the one side of the Palatine Hill is the Forum, on the other side is the Circus Maximus, and the emperors could sit in their palaces on the Palatine and look down well, into either one, but watch the chariot races from the Palatine Hill on the one side. The point is, this is, this is the location. This is where it, is all, it all happens, here in the Roman Forum. Now, what was the purpose? What was the forum for? What did people do there? Why is it so famous? I would like to consider what goes on in the downtown of your city, or at least your city before there was sprawl. Remember, the Romans did not have vehicles, so there was no sprawl. Rome was a city of uh, apartment buildings, buildings of many stories, if you can believe that. And re in, in many respects, it was a compact city. So, what goes on in your downtown? Well, oftentimes there are the 
main government buildings, uh, you know, the local courthouses, uh, the older cities, like um, in your towns out west, where uh, next to the saloon, perhaps, every, uh, every town had a bank, so there is the banking there. Uh, currently, in American cities, uh, for example, it's the center of civic pride, or sometimes frustration. Uh, for example, in Tallahassee, Florida, downtown is the location of two parades throughout the year, one in the winter, one in the spring, and it takes place right in the historic heart of downtown, right where the oldest buildings are. And I don't believe this is unique in America. Parades happen downtown, and parades in ancient Rome happened through the Forum. Now, with Tallahassee being the capital of the state of Florida, I can tell you it is also the site of any protests or political statements. Depending on the political climate of the day, as you drive past the Capitol building, for example, uh, you can see any of a number of groups voicing uh, their position to anyone that will listen. Now, I don't know how many protests there were in ancient Rome, but absolutely, the Forum was the place where big things happened. And early on, there was a, a setting for that. There was, and is, an open area at the end of the Forum where the rostra, or the speaker's platform, was established. It is here that the Roman politicians made their speeches uh, perhaps it's the um, equivalent of the, you know, the steps of the Capitol building. Now let me explain what a rostrum is. A rostrum, in the singular form, is the Latin word for beak. And when Romans were victorious in naval battles, they would take the beak of the conquered ships and set them up on this speaker's platform in the Forum. Uh, in ancient ships, you would have these pointy ends where you could, you know, if you could remove, maneuver the ship well enough, you could ram the pointy end into the opponent's ship and cause it to sink. Remember, there were no cannons, but the idea is the same. If you can poke enough holes in your opponent's ship, either with the pointy beak of your ship or a cannonball, the ship will sink. Now, at any event, this is the origin of the word rostrum. And honestly, I have not found an equivalent. It just seems in some ways so far removed from a speaker's platform. You know, I, there's no connection as far as I can tell between the beak of a ship and speeches in a public setting. And but nevertheless, that's where it came to be. That's where the name came from. And they would literally have these prows of ships on the speaker's platform. And so there's no connection whatsoever. And if you can find a similar analogy in modern English language, I would be fascinated to hear it. But let us not lose track of the importance of this rostrum, this speaker's platform. This is where Cicero made a speech against his fellow senator Catiline, who was attempting to overthrow Rome. And most notably for us, perhaps, upon the murder of Julius Caesar, his body was brought to the Roman Forum, to the rostra, to the speaker's platform. And at this speech, here in the center of Rome, Mark Antony gave his friends, Romans, countrymen, speech. So that's what Rome was. Rome was the center of civic life. 
and any time anything big happened to Rome, in, in Rome, it took place in the Forum. Now, I am proposing to present the Roman Forum as it appears now. I mean, there are a handful of approaches to describing the Roman Forum. Uh, I would propose that I am, again, what do you see now? On the one hand, this seems the most reasonable. What am I looking at? However, there's a problem with this too. Specifically, the structures as they are presented, as we see them, as a visitor to Rome sees them, span almost a thousand years. And you are getting them in one literal snapshot. In other words, if you stand at one end of the forum and take out your camera, you will have buildings in the same frame that, to our sensibilities, appear similar. Let's face it, they are all ruins now, but historically they are literally centuries apart. Consider the mall in Washington, D.C. Uh, as an eighth grader, it was a standard fare to travel to Washington, D.C., and the Washington, D.C. that I saw, certainly the mall and the places that are visited by the busloads by middle school students, is very different from today's Washington, D.C. The Vietnam War Memorial was not there when I visited in eighth grade, nor was the Dr. Martin Luther King Memorial or the World War II Memorial. There are several new museums along the mall, too, that simply were not present in previous years. So if you were to look at slices of Washington, D.C. in previous, previous years, you're going to get a very different view of today. But if you were to describe what you're seeing on the Washington Mall, you have to do a bit of hopping around, <laughs> historically speaking. And this is what has happened. This is our, 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 our uh, struggle with talking about the Roman Forum. Tracking the changes, you know, can be overwhelming. Uh, consider American cities today and the changes that have taken place maybe in your town. Think of how you feel, for example, when you need to go conduct government business. Even today, you have to ask yourself, where am I going? Where do I have to go for this? You may be called for uh, jury duty. Well, is it county jury duty? Federal jury duty? Is it in the building they are renovating? Which building is it? How do you navigate the streets? Didn't they close that street to build the new courthouse? Where do you go to pay your property taxes? To file for homestead exemption? To change your name? To register your car? Where do you apply for a loan? I mean, don't get me wrong, in current American society with, you know, ready access to vehicles, some of these agencies have opened, you know, satellite locations, so you don't have to go downtown. But the struggle is the same. It's difficult for us to explain our downtown, and it is similarly difficult to explain the downtown of ancient Rome. Roads have changed, buildings have changed, places in towns, in living cities change. As an aside, you know, one's parents, my dad, for example, will refer to buildings by what used to be there. You know, he may say, all right, take that road where Sears used to be, or turn at what used to be X restaurant. So to anybody else, it doesn't make any sense. So if you don't know what used to be there, you will not be able to find his directions. 
So, whatever difficulty you have describing your current 21st century downtown, though this complication still exists in discussing the Roman Forum. Nevertheless, let's get into it. Let's talk about these specific buildings. If you stand on the Palatine Hill, where Romulus stood, stand at the very beginning of Roman history, and gaze over the ruins below you, and look left to right, you will have the impression that the Forum is bounded by triumphal arches. In other words, on the left side or the western side, there is the triple opening, very impressive arch of Septimius Severus. A Roman emperor and his dates of rule were 193 to 211. His son was Caracalla, and at one point they ruled jointly. And if you're a visitor in Rome, you will, of course, want to go see the baths of Caracalla. On the right is the smaller, single opening arch of Titus, the Arch of Titus, who was emperor from 79 to 81. So the early empire. Remember, fortunately for us, the empire started at effectively zero. And so 79 to 81, you know, it's practically 79 years into the empire. And the Arch of Titus commemorates the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. Although before his reign, he was the general in charge and he did receive a victory, a triumph, a parade for his victory. And if you look under the arch, you will see, uh, you know, among the spoils of war that the soldiers are bearing, the menorah and other symbols of the Jewish faith. So on the one hand is the Arch of Septimius Severus uh, from roughly the early 200s. The other side is the Arch of Titus. And connecting these two is the Sacra Via, the Sacred Way. This is the road down which the victorious general would come in triumph the parade of ancient Rome. Uh, and this is the scene of the movies where the general is in the chariot and uh, behind him someone is whispering, remember thou art mortal, remember thou art mortal. And this is where it would take place, the parade down the sacred way into the Forum of Rome. So with the boundaries determined, let us continue the tour of the layout uh, left to right from the Arch of Septimius Severus. The, at that end, with the arch on your left-hand side of Septimius Severus, the open area is the platform of the rostra, the gathering spot that I mentioned earlier, and the site of many political speeches, funerals, public commemorations. This area has always been open. In other words, this has always been its purpose. Other buildings on this end of the Forum. Two in particular stand out because of the distinctive columns that remain. One of these is the uh, has three columns and is clearly the corner of a building. This is the Temple of Vespasian and Titus. Emperors, rulers of the first century AD. The Emperor Titus began this temple to his father Vespasian and upon his, Titus's, very early death, remember he only ruled three years, his commemoration was included. 
when the temple was completed by his, by his brother, uh, the Emperor Domitian. So this temple, this uh, portion of the temple, dates to the early empire. The other structure at that end, down by Septimius Severus, the Arch of Septimius Severus, very recognizable, has eight columns. And this is the Temple of Saturn, one of the oldest buildings in the Forum. Now, what I mean is not the building itself is the old, oldest, the, not the physical remains, but the temple was constructed during the monarchy under King Tarquin the Proud, so around 500. Uh, remember, Tarquin the Proud was ousted in 509, but in my framework of Roman history that I posited previously, uh, you know, the 250, the, every 250 years is a reasonable date. So roughly 500, and it was rebuilt in 42, so the end of the Republic. And uh, after that, so it, was, <laughs> it was rebuilt after a fire in 283. So this building has touched, although not in its present form, quite a bit of Roman history, constructed in the monarchy, rebuilt, renovated in the Republic, and rebuilt again in the Empire, and this is what you are looking at now. Now, what is this temple for? Saturn was the god who ruled the Golden Age of Gods, the father of Jupiter, he was. And he is associated with wealth, and prosperity. As a result, the Temple of Saturn was the treasury of ancient Rome, the depository of riches. Nowadays, much of our riches are held electronically somewhere out in the Ethernet, and if you want to go see your riches, well, it would be practically impossible. Rome, on the other hand, physically held its riches, and they were held there in the Temple of Saturn. Since we are talking about temples, let's talk specifically about Roman temples. In general, Roman temples were meant to be approached from only one direction, and you had a staircase leading up to the porch. And the freestanding columns that you see here in the Temple of Saturn would have been holding up the, the portico, the, the pediment. And if there were other columns, in a building, in a Roman temple, they would have been engaged. In other words, connected. There would have been basically decoration on the side of the building. The, the columns did not go around. Think of the Parthenon, for example. The Parthenon in ancient Greece, or modern-day Athens, still there. All the columns go all the way around. The stairs go all the way around. Or the uh, Greek temples that you might see in Sicily. Greek temples are meant to be approached and seen from all sides. There is generally not this grand staircase that leads up to the building, but rather you can use the steps from any direction. And again, this is not the case of Roman buildings, uh, Roman temples. And I would draw your attention now to, as we continue our visual tour, two more temples that are roughly in the middle of the Forum. One of them is a very beautiful example of this Roman style of temple and is preserved, you know, thanks in no small part, to its being converted into a church. From our vantage point on the Palatine, we are looking right at this temple, head on. And from the street in the Forum, you get a really nice 
impressive sense of the Roman style of temple with its high platform and the stairs up the front. This temple that we're looking at is the temple of Antoninus and Faustina. Uh, the emperor Antoninus Pius ruled from 138 to 161. So this temple dates from the empire and is dedicated to his wife Faustina. Now, one thing to remember as we look at this temple, despite its appearance of standing out, you know, majestically and very impressively uh, in the middle of the forum, it's a great place for photos. It would have been, you know, built right next door to the Basilica Emilia. I mean, right next to it. <laughs> so both by design, again, the Roman temples were meant to be seen and approached from one side, and necessity, <laughs> it's a building downtown in a crowded downtown area, you would not have seen the sides of the building. So, in some sense, as you look at this building and think, oh wow, if only more of it remained, well, you wouldn't have seen more of it anyway. You would have seen, you know, the pediment and ceiling notwithstanding. This is how it would have been seen to the Romans too. Now the other temple I mentioned here in the middle of the forum is the temple of the Dioscuri, or the temple of the twins Castor and Pollux, just like the constellation. This site has been a the home of a temple dedicated to Castor and Pollux since the early Republic. And if you recall, the monarchy fell in 509. This temple was dedicated in 484, and it was dedicated to the, to the twins uh, after their intervention and support in battle. Now, the current structure, of course, is uh, much newer and dates to roughly 0, uh, 6 AD to be exact. So, 500 years after the temple of the Dioscuri, the temple of Castor and Pollux was built, after 500 years they decided, they decided that a renovation was appropriate. Now, I personally have always been drawn to this structure. It's quite noticeable and striking there in the middle of the forum, and it is, you know, very visible in nearly every photograph of the Roman forum, and in particular, you know, in the long view, if you were to stand on the end of the forum by the Arch of Septimius and Severus looking towards the Arch of Titus, it lines up nicely with the Arch of Titus and, um, you know, not very unique pictures. Everybody takes that picture, but still, they are all very nice, very beautiful, and I strongly encourage it. Now, bordering the area to the left, in between the Arch of Septimius Severus that, I, that we've referred to many times and the rostra adjacent to it and the temples that I was just discussing, the Temple of uh, Faustina, Antoninus and, Antoninus and Faustina and the Temple of the Dioscuri. Okay, in this area, in between those two, it's basically an empty area dotted with what would have been uh, column bases. These are the plans, the footprints of the Basilica Emilia, uh, the further one, and the Basilica Julia, the one nearer to us from our perspective on the Palatine Hill. The Basilica is a very Roman building, and to my very think way of thinking, it really um, 
you know, embodies the Roman thought, the practicalness of the Romans. It's just a big, long hallway that can be divided up into sections. So each business, each person can have their own, you know, I hate to call it a stall because it makes it sound like some indoor flea market. But in some sense, that's what it was. You know, the Basilica Amelia was aimed for financial transactions. Uh, farmers coming in to sell their, their wares needed a place to transact money. Um, and they would take place in the Basilica Amelia. And the Basilica Julia housed uh, legal proceedings. Now, the Basilica Amelia is the northernmost structure and the remains of which, um, again, a little more to the floor plan, but it was built in 179 AD, uh, the structure there, and was destroyed when Rome was sacked in AD 410. And the one across from it is the Basilica Julia, and the building was begun on, in 54 BC under Julius Caesar, and it was likewise destroyed in the sack of Rome in 410. Now, moving on to the right, so the part of the forum that we have not yet discussed is the Basilica of Maxentius. It's this very large structure with these incredibly huge arches. And the impressive thing about this is that is only a small part of what the structure would have been. The central, that is one side aisle, you are completely missing the central, the larger central aisle, okay? And what you're looking at would have been reproduced on the other side of that. So you're basically looking at one third in appearance, but the middle third of that would have been huge. And it is, it's, it's quite amazing. Uh, the Basilica, it was started by the Emperor Maxentius and was continued by Constantine. Maxentius was defeated by Constantine in the Battle of the Milvian Bridge in 312. And with respect to the other buildings in the Forum, this is part of the late empire. Um, and so one of the youngest <laughs> buildings, if you will, in the Roman Forum. Now, uh, as an aside, if you can, and there are times when you can, when it's off season, certainly very, very difficult in the summer when Rome is crowded. But if you can get there off season and the weather's particularly bad, you can get a picture of the Basilica of Maxentius all by itself and then wait or ask somebody to get in the picture and it is shocking how your sense of scale changes from a picture with nobody in it to when that single individual is in the picture and they are just completely dwarfed by this massive impressive structure. So there you have it. I wanted to provide a setting, a description of the Roman Forum, uh, both in respect to its layout and its history. And of course, as I said at the outset, part of this description has the appearance of jumping around from place to place and physically and historically. There are, uh, you know, basilicas and temples and open spaces. Oh my, there are, you know, uh, administrative buildings next to ancient temples next to monuments to emperors in a time span that lasts uh, well over a thousand years and i i think this jumble this confusion this gathering should serve to remind us that rome was a living vibrant powerful cities for centuries 
and the Roman Forum was the center of this city. And like all cities, civic needs or political desire drive change. And so don't lose sight of that when trying to detail these specific buildings. The, they've changed as a result of um, actions. And they all have an individual fascinating history. Uh, but as a whole, they represent this, this city that was Rome. Thank you for listening to this edition of Latin Rocks. Tune in next time when I discuss another topic from ancient Rome. <laughs>